How do you manage your energy? Do you take time to quiet your mind? Christina here with Nina's Journey. Each week, we're going to hang out and walk through a topic that's going to light our soul on fire. Together, we're going to unpack past experiences, talk through feelings, and so much more. Together on this podcast, we will learn to love, live, and grow. Because I believe when we learn to love openly, we will begin to live with vulnerability. And ultimately, that is when we grow. Welcome back, friends, to Season 2, Episode 6. We are continuing on our health and wellness journey. For those of you that may be hopping on for the first time, we are unpacking all things related to health and wellness here on this season. In the previous episodes, we set the stage and then talked about the basics, food, water, and movement. Today, I want to introduce a concept that I feel very passionate about, and I believe that it is actually very fundamental and should be taught right alongside with those other basics. It's meditation. And in fact, this episode completes that framework that I talked about in the very first episode on health and wellness, and that's the acronym for meds. Yes, friends, meds. We're learning how to meditate, exercise, understand our dietary practice, and our supplements. As for the supplements, well, that's just sprinkled in here like fairy dust all over the entire season as I have partnered with Nicole Bird at Mission Nutrition. She's a health coach through Herbalife, and I'm an avid user of those products. Most of my supplements come from that line, and I have been highlighting products each week with each episode. I know I have a robust regimen, and I didn't build it overnight, but I have figured it out, and I absolutely love how I feel on the inside, and that's what matters to me. That being said, this week's product highlight is very fitting as I want to talk about the relaxation tea. This is an herbal blend to calm the body and the mind. It does have a peppermint flavor to it, which I don't find overwhelming. It definitely is very well balanced. The other key benefits, it is instant, so there's no need to brew. It's pretty much foolproof for preparation. You mix the tea, water, and bam, you're done. There are no artificial flavors or sweeteners and no added caffeine. I feel like that last one is really important since, you know, it's designed for relaxation. I do want to pull forward a fun fact that I saw on the product page, which was lemon balm. It's traditionally used to support relaxation, help cope with occasional stress, maintain healthy mood, and improve restful sleep. Lord, that all sounds amazing. Wouldn't you agree? So if you're in need of some help to unwind, check out this blend as it is made from a soothing mix of lemon balm, passion flower, lavender, and chamomile. Personally, I mix mine with Best Defense and Immunity Boost. I take it every afternoon or in the evening. It's what I call my PMT. I love it hot. I do find that it balances the day for me and it sets me up for success for success in the evening, and I do feel that it improves my 
centering space, which aligns with today's content on meditation. But first, a question from the audience. How do you remain so positive and inspiring during this pandemic in all the stress that goes along with being quarantined and trying to juggle family, work, and everything else when there's so much negativity and worry right now in the world and our communities? That's a really good question, and I'm going to take the time to answer this. I'm going to get a little deep, and it might be a little bit long, but I think it's really important that we talk about this today. First, I want you to know, and I'm being very transparent here, I'm human just like you. When we stepped into the season of quarantine and isolation, which was pretty much a year ago, I was managing the same thoughts and emotions of fear. Everything was so uncertain. I'll never forget that week of answering my team's questions and trying to be a voice of strength. I moved my team home and on March 20th last year was my day. We as managers then moved home too. I missed my husband's graduation from the police academy. They canceled everything. Our first Christmas gift of a trip to the kids over spring break, gone. And this all came right after a world of stress, worry, and change with Chloe's medical journey, various work projects. And then there was six months of my husband being gone for the academy. By the time May came, I was not only on the struggle bus, I like had officially put my hat in a drawing to be the driver. (laughs) Then the army presented itself as it always does in its best fashion. They called him up for training at the most inopportune time. And then that summer, I also got to do three months of this pandemic as a single set of hands. I was doing everything that I could to balance kids, working, leading remotely, balancing the deterioration of my own mental health, but not letting it show to the kids, assuring them that, hey, we're going to get through this social isolation and absolute misery as best as we could. I was trying to minimize the residual and lasting effects that concerned me. And you're like, yeah, Christina, I get it. But you really haven't answered my question. I know. And I will right now. But it's really important that you know that you're not alone and that we can relate. So here's the answer to your question. It was in August, September timeframe. I found that I needed to do something because I was promoted to the driver of the struggle bus. Yep, there it was, all mine. I lost my scheduled live marathon event. And when that happened, I said, hey, you know what? I don't need a formal event for my marathon. I can achieve this in 2020 as I intended. I regrouped my training and I got to work. And in my release of tension through training and running, my body was physically getting stronger and my mind was becoming even stronger. I naturally lead with heart. I naturally inspire because I am easily inspired myself. And in the first week of September, I got this genius idea. I decided that I wanted to create a podcast. I wanted to be the light that I needed amongst the darkness. So what I did was I googled how to start a podcast. I found an article with 20 steps. I printed it. I said, I'm going to do this in four weeks. 
and I got to work. I know I was not the only one that needed this. This podcast was born and the content started flowing and I shared the guidance that I needed as a human in struggle. I had people hopping on the bus that I was driving, but it wasn't because we were going in the direction of struggle. I had turned that bus around and I remodeled and repainted that bus to be the thriving bus. I was creating a space to lead with my heart and to inspire others. Creating positivity has fueled me. But the real secret, my friends, it was that being positive is a choice. I chose to be positive. I chose to inspire. I chose to level up and rise above the negativity and the darkness. I chose gratitude. And I chose to see the blessings amongst all the chaos. It is what makes life beautiful. So I hope that helps answer your question. I hope that you too choose gratitude and positivity and choose to be a light. We need light. So thanks for writing in. And now we can talk about meditation. This is something that I use daily. Well, for the most part. I try to meditate every day. I'll clarify. I set the intention as a habit to meditate every day. But yes, life does happen. But for the most part, I really do set aside some sort of meditation each day, whether it's the short few minutes in transition or my true practice that I do in the mornings. Meditation helps me center my mind and it contributes to the energy that I have that positive and inspiring energy. I do this by assuring that I take time to release the tension and negativity. When I thought about this week, I wanted to do an interview on this topic. I wanted to pull in another perspective on the value of meditation to validate that this isn't just something that I'm making up or that I'm the only one that does this or that it's the only thing that monks do. We do this. Everyday folks do this. So take a listen here as I walk through meditation with a friend of mine. Welcome back. I would like to uh, introduce you to Johanna or aka Joe. Joe and I go back a few years, right, Joe? We do. Oh my gosh. How long has it been? It has been three and a half years, right? Three and a half years. Is my math right? I think so. We met back through another adventure uh, back in October of 2017. So it's been a while. It has been a while. Four years. So we've had a really good connection since I follow you super closely on social media. Your page has so much to offer in terms of encouragement, uplifting of others, confidence building, fashion, makeup, and more. Today, I really want to dive into that more part of that statement with you. Here in Nina's journey for season two, health and wellness has been the topic that I've been working on. And a part, and a part of that was the foundation of the season was by what I called taking our meds. And that was meditate, exercise, dietary routine, and supplements. You know, my friend Joe here, she has lots of experience in the world of meditation and the realm of spirituality, which is why I'm so excited to share this with you. So when I was pondering, 
or on the hunt per se for someone who I could share the stage here with me today, her beautiful soul came to mind. So without further ado, we'll dive into some questions, but I bring to you the powerhouse and all things uplifting, my friend, Mrs. Joanna Jean White. Hello, friends. Hello. I am so excited to be here, Christina. Thank you for choosing me. Yeah, I'm <laughs> excited to have you. So, Joe, tell us a little bit about you and what makes you so unique. What makes me so unique? Put me on the spot. Um, I am a married mother of four little boys. You guys, my life is chaos. My kids are eight, five, four, and almost four months. We have a newborn baby. Um, and you guys, I, we own two businesses here. My husband stays home with me. We rock them out together and life can be crazy. Life can be draining. Life can be overwhelming. And I, I have brought meditation into my life a few years ago and it's completely changed every aspect of the way I do self-care in my life. So I'm really excited to do this podcast with you guys. Awesome. Uh, I know that you mentioned that you brought it up a couple years ago, but how long do you feel like you've been using meditation as a practice? Like what, what really got you started? So I had this misconception for years, you know, I've heard in self-care books and personal development that I listen to people would meditate like, and I haven't had the best past. You guys, um, had a very, um, it was a good past, but yet it was a bad past. There was a lot of trauma in there, a lot of death, divorce, Um, and just, I was a very broken individual. So as I grew older, I was very angry. And so I started listening to self-care and self-help and personal development type books and podcasts. And, um, a lot of it came in with meditation and I was like, I can't meditate my mind. Like I speak really fast. So I apologize right now. I can't meditate. Like my mind does not slow down. Like, does anybody have that where their mind just pew, 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 pew all day long? You can't sleep. Your mind just doesn't shut off. And I feel like where I felt, I should say it's past tense, that I couldn't meditate. There's no way Joe can meditate. Um, and I ended up going to a retreat in June of 2018. It was a pivotal year in my life. Um, I met some uh, really incredible people and I went to this retreat and I took the meditation class. I'm like, you know what? I feel like this is going to be my last ditch effort. I'm going to take this class and Joe's going to learn how to meditate. And I did. Um, It was with Rob Morris. He is an ex NFL um, Super Bowl champion. And he was a part of actually the previous journey um, Christina and I took together. And he was teaching meditation. And I took the class. It was about, I don't know, an hour long. And he broke it down and I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit further, but he broke it down for me and it was able to fit into my life. And I actually, for the first time in my life was able to meditate that day. And that day moving forward, I decided that I was going to make it a daily practice in my life. And you guys, 2018 was my year of, of faith and growth. And it was my year of transformation. So I'm so excited that we're going to be able to talk to you guys about that a little bit more. So good. That's awesome. And as you share like your year of transformation, mine was like 2019, where I kind of have a very similar step of into uh, self-care, self-development, kind of grounding myself. But as we think about meditation today, what, what do you find to be the greatest benefit of meditation for you? Um, I would have to say, I mean, I'm just going to go with what comes to my mind immediately because you know, the universe speaks in it. Peace. Like right when you were asking that question, peace just 
was the word that came to my head and to my mind and to my heart. So I would say peace. I guess the world is so loud. The world is so loud around us. Social media is loud. You know, our TVs are loud. Our, our work is loud. And sometimes you just need that time for yourself to slow down, to ground yourself, um, and really hone in on who you are and your emotions. And when you can do that, which is very, very difficult, you guys, when you can start to do that, peace will overcome you, your spirit and your life. And it will then start to flow into the people around you and that, that you surround yourself with. So peace. Peace. I agree. Uh, for me, it's very similar to peace, but centered. That's what I feel. I, you know, as I've introduced and started my own daily meditation practice is that sense of just being centered in, as you described a loud world, a lot of chaos and, you know, being knocked off your axis. It allows you that moment and that time to just come back together and hear your own breath and just feel, feel centered. So I think you've answered this already, but I was going to ask you if you meditate daily and what your thoughts are on having meditation as a daily habit, you know, how that lends to one's success. So I don't meditate daily. I try to meditate daily, but we're human. This is real life. Um, I don't portray myself as being a perfectionist or a perfect person. Um, and life happens, you know, you might have a really busy day and you just forget, um, it does throw my days off when I don't, but I actually have some really close friends in the spiritual world. And, um, I had her tell me actually a month ago and it really resonated with me is she's like, Joe, you don't actually have to meditate daily. She's like, you will know when you need to meditate, you will know when you are not grounded, you will know when you have to refocus and recenter yourself. Um, and she's like, and for, it's different for everybody. She said, some people feel like going for a jog is their meditation. And I was really heavy into working out at that point. Um, and she's like, you working out, that could be a form of meditation for that day. If you cannot fit in even five minutes to sit down and do a slow breathing exercise, she's like, that comes with your exercise. So I hope what somebody can take away from this podcast a little bit is it's very, very important, but it's going to look different for everybody. And there's really no wrong way to do it. As long as you find peace, you find clarity, you find refocus, you feel re-energized, um, grounded at peace, centered, you're doing it right. <laughs> so um, I try to do it every day. Um, there are some free things that you or resources you can use on your phone to help you. Um, but I don't always get there every day. So for sure, I would say I do it four to five times a week. Um, but on the days I don't, I still listen to a meditation. I might not do the meditation with them, but I'll still listen to it. Um, and there's just other things that you guys could be doing. So having some type of practice daily is important. Yeah. I, uh, my intentions are also to, to fold it in on a daily basis. You know, I, as you're talking, that's very similar to me of, you know, running for me is actual meditation. I've got to a point with my relationship and running that I do get into that stride and where it does become very meditating for me. And, uh, you know, when you said, um, when you spoke about the person on, you'll know when you need to meditate, that is absolutely true. When you started to dive into the world of meditation and your body reaps the benefits of meditation, it will tell you, uh, if you're feeling off kilter, if something's just not feeling quite right, pick up your, your meditation practice there. And I bet you that it'll ground you and it'll bring all that back down. So it's, it's 
wouldn't you agree? Like as you get into practicing meditation, Joe, that your body, it brings you in tune with your body and you're able to read it and interpret and respond to it in a better way. Absolutely. I tell my husband that all the time. Like I know when I'm thrown off and typically you guys, the first thing I will recognize is, oh my gosh, I haven't meditated in a week. Oh my gosh. I haven't smudged my home or myself in a week. Like this is why Joe's off. So, okay. I need five minutes I need 10 minutes and I'm going to refocus. I'm going to reground myself. So absolutely. Your body starts to become in tune, um, with the feeling of clarity, like you said, and the feeling of peace. Um, and it craves it you guys. So absolutely body. It knows it right away. Excellent. Excellent. I saw your mindfulness Mondays and I admired your teachings um, to your own following. What do you recommend from a starting standpoint for those that have not, or, you know, haven't ever meditated? What are some of the tips that you share with getting started? Um, so tips to getting started is I've just learned as I went, you guys, I was fortunate enough to be able to attend a class at a retreat and really learn one-on-one. And I do encourage that if it's ever possible for you guys to attend some type of meditation class or, or, um, listen to a meditation podcast on how to learn how to do it. Um, but if you just don't have the, the money or the capability or the drive to do that, and you're just like, Joe, I want to start right now. What can I do? Um, the first one that I was actually taught after I took the class and I finally made that decision, like Joe can meditate. I started reaching out to my friends that I knew used meditation as a, as a spiritual and a, in a self-care, um, practice. And they're like, here's a really simple way that you could meditate. And I've been doing it ever since. And you actually can do it in the shower. And it's so simple, you guys. And it seems really, really silly. Like when they said it, I was like, um, I don't know about all that, <laughs> but I tried it. And every single time I shower, it is a, it is a habitual thing um, because I've done it so many times. It's just, that's how Joe showers now. So um, do you want me to? teach it real quick. It'll take yeah, like a second. Absolutely. Okay, cool. So a really simple way you guys can do this is when you go take a shower is we want you to pretend that anything negative that you have inside of you, maybe your mind, your heart, your soul, maybe you have aches and pains. Maybe somebody has upset you. Maybe you just got in a really bad fight. There's some circumstances that's bothering you. Um, you're going through trauma yourself right now. Um, think of all that stuff as black blackness or darkness or energy, bad energy. And for me, black is always, it, it's black is my favorite color, you guys, but it also portrays negativity negativity. Whereas a clear light or a yellow light or a white light is, is, um, your clarity is your peace is Purity. grounding. It's I don't know. It's just a beautiful thing, right? I feel energized when I see the sun. That's my yellow light. Um, and when it gets dark, right? When you're going through the season of winter and it's dark all the time, it gets dark early. It gets or it stays darker longer. It's almost depressing. Um, so you bring dark. So I, I think of darkness, blackness in the shower. Okay. So all that negative energy, all those negative thoughts, those feelings become dark. And usually people carry it in their neck. That's why they have tension headaches. I have tension headaches. Anybody else have tension headaches? So you carry that typically on your neck. You're tense, you're tight. Um, and so what you do is you're going to stand in the shower and you're going to have the water hitting the back of your head, maybe hitting the back of your neck. 
And you're going to pretend that that water is your white light. And that white light is, is brushing away or wiping away, washing away that darkness off of the back of your neck. And you're going to have your eyes closed when you're doing this. Just keep imagining in your mind that this white light is just washing that darkness, that muddy, gross, disgusting negativity out of your body and off of your body. And then pretend that you see the black running down your body and going into the drain where you're never going to see it again. Um, And it is the most uplifting, powerful thing that you will experience if you really hone in on it. You guys, it could be a two second shower. Um, but it's, it's called a waterfall meditation, um, and leave it there, leave that darkness, um, and that negativity in the drain where it's never going to be seen again. Um, I, I love it. I still use it to this day. Um, and it's a very, very easy practice to start, um, feeling and, and becoming in tune with your body and your breath a little bit, um, and just envisioning that, that darkness wiping away off of your body. So, um, and then I think when you can get that and that, that one's really, really simple, then you can get into more of the heavier meditations and the longer meditations and, um, really honing in on, on your spirit and stuff like that. So I hope that was simple enough. <laughs> That's good. That's so good. I actually, I'm going to try that. So I hadn't heard that one yet, Joe. Um, one of the things that I've used to start was it's very similar though, as you talked about the black versus the white. So for me, when I started, it was something simple as when I was feeling tense or upset, or it, again, that negativity, as you spoke about is breathing in. And as I breathe in, I visualize a white smoke or a white air coming in. And then I open my mouth and I breathe out and out goes black. And it's the negativity leaving my body. And I do that until my body actually, like I will actually see a white coming out in my mind. And so then I have cleansed myself of that, that black or that negativity. So very similar concept. Those, those, there you go, friends, you've got a couple of simple techniques to take. I'm going to try Joe's. I think that sounds I'm fantastic. Try yours. <laughs> yeah. And, and they're easy for the days when, you know, you talked about being human and you can't do your standard practice. Cause my standard practice is about a 20 minute sort of routine or ritual. And sometimes, you know, you get going and, and life gets going and you're like, man, I forgot, or, you know, I'm going to do it later and you don't get to, but two very simple ways that we can introduce that into that mid midday stream. So thanks for sharing. Uh, when you're on your regimen or what your normal regimen uh, would be when you think of meditation and your meditation practice, what are some of those things that like, when you think about your regimen, what is it? Can you talk us through what that is and what that looks like for you? So mine is really simple. You guys, um, I don't get into a real big sit down, have this big chunk of time to myself because that's just not my life. That's not my reality. Um, because we are so busy in our house. So what I typically do is when I need a meditation, for sure, I'm always smudging and maybe smudging can be a whole different podcast. But um, So smudging is with um, some type of, some type of type of herb, right? So I typically use white sage. It's um, just cleansing of your spirit. It's cleansing of the energies around you. It's grounding. Um, so I burn that and I let it kind of consume me um, in my house. And I actually have a meditation app that I use on my phone. Now I've been through like five different meditation apps and I listen to the shine app and it's free. You can upgrade it and pay for it, but it's free. 
And they are guided meditations for anywhere from five minutes to like 12 to 15 minutes long. Um, and I do them in my car. I do them while I'm in the shower. I do them, um, while I'm smudging. Um, and I do try to listen to that at least every single day. Um, I mean, again, there are days that you miss that. So my practice is, is pretty simple. It's not very drastic, I guess it doesn't take a lot of time. Um, but it allows me to become connected again to myself, become grounded, um, feel at peace. I don't know. It's something about the smudging that really just consumes my soul. Um, and just brings, like you said, clarity to my day and to my life. Um, and then, so that's my morning ritual. I, I smudge, I listen to my shine app, get through my meditation. If I'm showering, I will do my waterfall meditation. Sometimes I double it up. I'll listen to my shine app and I'll do the waterfall meditation, um, depending on how I feel that day. And then my nightly routine is I do, you know, some people pray. Some people do their nightly prayers. Um, some people do their nightly affirmations. I do my nightly gratitude. So every single night it is a habit. Um, I have, cause I used to have insomnia really bad, you guys. And I couldn't sleep cause I couldn't shut off my brain. So some people count sheep, some people do the prayer stuff. What I, I call them my prayers just because it's the easiest term to say than just my, like my gratefulness. I just say my nightly prayers. Um, and I lay in bed and you can meditate laying down. You guys, you can meditate sitting up. This is kind of like my nightly meditation is um, I go through what I'm grateful for that day. And I also uh, kind of incorporate affirmations. So if I um, want to bring in abundance, right? I'm going to say, you know, abundance flows easily and effortlessly into my life, but then maybe the next breath, I'm going to say, I'm so grateful for my children being healthy. Um, I'm so grateful for my amazing husband that's laying next to me. Um, thank you for this beautiful house that I am blessed with. I could not do this without you, meaning God or the universe or whatever your belief system is. Um, because I wouldn't be able to do this without my spirit. I really wouldn't. And being truly, in tune with it. Um, so I do like gratefulness every night and you guys, I never finish my gratefulness. I fall asleep every night and I never get to finish them. And I do have, I've had people say like, Oh my God, I tried to pray or I try to do your gratefulness stuff. And I fall asleep every time. And I feel like I'm failing. And I'm like, no, that's exactly what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to bring you at ease and bring you ease and bring you to that peaceful state and that mindfulness. And it will put you to sleep. So I have not had insomnia since I started doing that, which is 2018. I want to say around the same time I started meditating, you guys, as I started bringing that into my nightly routine. And um, it has truly helped me in, in my day-to-day -day life. So that's what I do for meditation. It's very simple. Um, the average Joe can do it, <laughs> which is what I pride myself on when I, when I do teach meditation, that anybody can do it. Um, so yeah, there it is simple. As you were talking through yours, I was going to share the app that I use. It's, um, I use the Oprah on Deepak app. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. They no. got some like 21 day meditation type programs. And so I've got, uh, you know, path to empowerment, perfect health. My favorite one that I've done and I've actually worked through it twice um, back to back is creating peace inside and out. So, you know, that's on like connection and us as humans and things like that. And the connection that you need in relationships and, and with yourself and, and all that stuff. So I, uh, 
wanted to let everybody know as we're hanging out here, as Joe talked about smudging, she did that as we got started. So this whole podcast episode is in its mindful Zen state. So it is, I can feel it through the, through the screen here. Oh, good. I don't go a day without it. You're gonna have to teach me how to do it. And yeah, we will definitely, you know, if I've, you know, got a different season, we can work on all tools. Cause you know, you could spend an episode on every one of them. Absolutely. For me, I find that meditation really helps with my overall health and wellness. You know, a healthy mind leads to a healthy body. That's how I feel. Listening to you and going through your journey, I think the answer would be yes, but I do want to hear from you in from the perspective of connecting the mind to the body and how that, you know, from an integrated standpoint, how that works for you as well. Well, I do. Sorry if you hear me blowing you guys, I'm smudging again. Um, so I truly believe everything starts in your mind. You guys, and when you even think about exercise, if you're not in the right mindset, you're not going to do the workout. If you're not in the right mindset, you're not going to finish the workout. You're not going to give it your all in that workout. If your mind isn't, isn't right in that space. Um, so I truly believe that if you want to be the healthiest version of you, not only is it what you put in your body and you eat, it's also the thoughts you put in your mind, which is also in your body. It's your, your thoughts can be just as toxic as the cheeseburger from McDonald's. Do you know what I mean? So I truly believe if you want to be centered, if you want to be balanced, if you want to find clarity and peace in your life, um, you have to have some type of belief system and some type of spiritual or self-care practice, um, in your day-to-day life. Now, some people might not agree with me, but that's just anybody I've come into contact with that I have found at peace that I can click with. Like even for you, Christina, you can see when somebody is in balance and in tune with what's going on, you can feel it. And it's a whole different realm of health than just exercising and just eating healthy. Um, Cause those can sometimes just be band-aids to the internal battle that you're struggling every single day in your mind. Yes, absolutely. That's what this whole season is on health and wellness on a different level. It's not just about weight loss or what we look on the outside. It really is how we feel. As you heard Joe talk, she said, what was the comment that stuck out to me the most? It was consumption. Yes. So I don't know if you've been on my page at all, but you, if you scrolled through, you would have seen some education on consumption goes beyond just what you put through your mouth. It's what you bring into your mind through your eyes and your ears and being very vigilant about what you're consuming. In fact, I talked about that in episode two of, of season two here. So that all being said, you were talking about the mind and the body and the alignment of all things. Um, life is stressful. I don't know if anybody else, you know, hands up gone through COVID the last, you know, nine, 10, 12 months, but meditation has been for me, something that, again, we've talked about groundedness and peace and stress response in general. And I think that, you know, if I extended this or flipped this back over to you, Joe, there's a correlation in stress response when you are practicing on a routine basis and being able to field the curveballs without them tipping you off your access. Um, you know, if I'm feeling something coming at me and I can't respond to it in a way that I normally would, that's probably one of the first things I think about is either my gratitude practice, uh, my meditation practice, they kind of go hand in hand and bringing that sense of ground groundedness and uh, that stress response. So, you know, I'd ask the same for you of your entire outlook um, overall, meditation, if that's changed your overall entire outlook and, or when you do meditation, if that flips it for you, even within that day. Oh, absolutely. Um, like I said earlier, if I 
do not meditate or I do not do some type of gratefulness practice, my meditation practice, my smudging practice. If I don't do at least one of those things, um, I can get by. Um, it might not throw off that day, but it might throw off the next morning, it might throw off the, that weekend. Um, and if I skip several days, you know, like I said, and like Christina said, you know, life happens and sometimes we get thrown out of our, our routines a little bit. It's reality. It's just, it is what it is. And you can't live there. You can't have regrets about it. You can't feel guilty about it. You're human. Give yourself grace, pick it up where you left off and I can feel it. It will throw off. I will start to become irritable. Um, the, usually the first thing I can feel is I'm not excited to get up and do my stuff that day. I just want to lay on the couch. I just want to sit there. I don't want to do my work. I don't want to play with my kids. I'm tired. Um, and it just throws everything off. And when I feel those things, I'm like, Ooh, it's been a couple of days. I guess Joe needs to smudge or it's been a week. Joe's going to meditate, honey. I need some me time. I need to go take a bath and do some self-care. So, and when I start bringing that back in, you guys, I will tell you every single time something amazing happens. Um, maybe, um, somebody partners in my business, maybe all of a sudden my, my one business, my boutique is flourishing. And all of a sudden we're getting all these sales out of nowhere. You know, maybe nothing has changed with my actual physical action in my, in my businesses, but because my mindset got right, I became um, clear in my mindset. I became mindful of my thoughts and my feelings that projected into the universe and the universe like, okay, here you go. Okay, here you go. And all of a sudden, all these things are happening. And you're like, oh, wow, like everything is connected. So if you become in tune with your positive energy and those positive vibes that we always talk about, um, it will flow into every aspect of your life. You will see your kids start acting differently. Um, and they might not start acting differently. Maybe you are responding differently you're not as irritable as you were before. Um, and that, that to me is huge. And so to answer your question, yes, if I'm having a bad day and I decide to go smudge or do a meditation, um, it can absolutely turn my whole day around in a positive way. Yeah. Perspective is something that I've talked about on the podcast as well. And, you know, when you're centering your mind, it opens you up to different perspectives too. So I'd encourage you, even our stress response is sometimes driven internally from something that's not even completely related to what's standing in front of you. So again, those that are listening, I would encourage you to just try to be still and try to be quiet for a moment. Um, and you will see different angles and perspectives come towards you and see the blessings that are coming towards you. That's uh, something that I talk about in a gratitude practice. And so I'm typically from the person that if you, um, what you are seeking will, will find you or will seek you. It's kind of that general relationship there that Joe was talking about in your experience. Have you found any reference materials that you would recommend to listeners? Yes, actually. Um, let me go grab my book real quick. It's right behind me. There's actually two of them and now watch, I'm not going to be able to find this one. Oh, the ones on my phone. So I actually have two books that I really like. And one of them is actually there's three. I'm, I'm a fibber. That's three. There's three. Um, and one of them, I guess you wouldn't maybe think it's a meditation practice, but it's something, it's a tool that I use in my life to, um, maybe create action, 
um, change the way I'm moving that day. Uh, anything like that, just to get out of bed, get, do that exercise, do my work, go live, whatever I need to do. Um, and that's the five second rule by Mel Robbins. I literally preach about this to everybody. I talk yes, to you like, Oh, it have is you so good. Five second rule? Yes. It's so good. Um, and it's so simple. It is so simple. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Um, you don't even have to think about it. So that one, but that's not really meditation, but that one is very helpful in maybe getting you into a meditation practice or getting you into a gratefulness practice or a gratitude practice. So, um, another one that I, I just recently got is called the book of awakening and it's by Mark Nepo. So it says on the front, having the life you want by being present in the life that you have. And it literally is, has every day of the year. So it has 365 days in it and you read your day every day. So today is what is today? February 25th. So you would read, you know, February, let me see what it is. Cause this will be really funny if it's something along these lines. And usually it is something that I'm going through. It almost hits it on the money every single time. So let's see. Um, so today's would be cutting a path, no matter where we dig or climb, we come upon the fire we left unattended. And then, so as a little quote, and then it kind of goes into a little spiel and it's actually really, it's a meditation. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. It is a meditation and it says, do you want me to read it? It's really short. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Okay. Okay. So February 25th, Carl Jung had a dream that he was cutting a path in the woods unsure where it was leading, but working hard at it. Nonetheless, tired and sweating. He came upon a cabin in a clearing. He dropped his tools and approached the cabin through the window. He saw a being in prayer at a simple altar. The door was open and I think it's Jung went in as he drew closer. He realized that the being in prayer was himself and that his life of cutting a path was this being's dream. What Jung brings to us is the never ending task of deciding to whom we entrust our life, our true or false self. For all the seriousness with which we run about in the world, fixing, denying, projecting, and sacrificing, for all the schemes and strategies and alliances and positioning for reward, it is all an unreal dream to the center of our being that waits for us far inside while we hack our way through. Without knowing it, we, like Zhang, work hard at cutting a path to our deeper self that waits patiently for us to arrive, all tired, aching, and out of breath. Once that path is cleared, and once that being at our center is discovered, we can return to the world in relationship with our soul. We can discover a deeper, more peaceful sense of home. And then his little meditation he goes into is, be still and close your eyes, and as you meditate, journey inwardly to the cabin where your soul awaits. I just got goosebumps reading that. (laughs) Yeah, me too, just listening. Um, drop all you are carrying at the door, drop all that waits to be done or redone. As you breathe, enter the cabin and wait with open arms for the center of your being to realize you are there. Wow. I'm getting emotional reading this. As you breathe, feel your soul embrace you embrace back, savor that moment. And that is it. So that one is the book of awakening by Mark Nepo. That one clearly is very good. (laughs) And then there is another one. I don't know the author though, because it is on my phone and I have it on an audible. It is radical acceptance. Um, and it talks about self-care and it brings in, um, simple meditations for people who are beginners. It's really, really good. If I don't remember 
who the author is um, offhand. Well, maybe you can message that to me and I'll drop yes. those in the show notes for folks. Um, I know that I'll be grabbing the one that you just read. When you talked about cutting a path and not sure where to go, it moved me too emotionally, Joe. So I, you know, I'm trying to build Nina's journey here and building, you know, building a brand, building a brand that's storytelling and, you know, not sure where it's going to go and things like that and kind of stepping into that. I mean, even today's interview, you know, we were both dealing with some unexpected curveballs and trying to get this aligned and things like that. So, you know, the universe has got a strange way of kind of bringing this together for us and uh, being able to share that passage with us. So I thank you for that. Um, I've got just a, just a couple more questions. If I could have a few minutes more of your time. Um, yeah. What has been your greatest life lesson learned to date as a result of your meditation practice? Um, I would say just let go. Um, so I might get emotional. Good gravy. I wasn't expecting this, but this is what meditation does you guys. And clearly I needed it. Okay. So I want to just say, preface that real quick, because I am getting emotional that when you are emotional, don't run from it. The purpose of emotion, the purpose of, of crying is typically to cleanse. It's a cleansing feeling. And I know when I'm crying, I cry a lot. You guys have a gratitude. It's usually not out of sadness. It's out of happiness. Like, I just cannot believe like, this is my life. This is my child. This is my husband. This is my business. This is where I am right now. Um, and so hold on, go back to that question. <laughs> totally lost. Uh, here I That's am. Okay. The universe is but, doing its thing. Yeah. It, your greatest <laughs> life lesson that you've learned to date. Yeah. Yes. So letting go. So when I, when I was talking about kind of my past, obviously we're not going to go into that a little bit, but it's, I had a lot of death. I had a lot of sadness. I had a lot of anger. Um, I never really had money. So that's a money problem, not some money problems, I had a lot of money problems. Um, <clears throat> I wasn't in a very good place in my life mentally. And although it might've been portrayed differently from an outsider, they don't live in my head. They didn't live in my, my home. They didn't know what I was really going through. And I'm just, I've always been really good at not covering up, but focusing on the positive. Um, and no matter what I, I was, would go through, I always thought it could be worse, you know, but as bad stuff kept happening in my life, um, my mind started warping to, and I don't know if any of you guys have ever been this way where it's so good for a little bit that you start telling yourself, like, when's the bad going to come? And you're almost got this wall and this barrier up and this block, like you're just waiting. It's coming. It always comes. So I'm just going to, you know, prepare for it now. And that would be never letting go. You never let go of your past. You have this baggage. And when I've taught meditation on stage before, um, I, I envision it as boxes in your head. So you have these boxes of papers and these papers are your everyday things, maybe things that have happened to you and you pile them in your box, in your, in your brain and you leave them there and you think I'm never going to have to deal with this again. It's fine. Just going to leave it. Not going to address it. Not going to deal with it. I'm not going to feel it. It's just going to go in this box. I'm going to put it away forever and I'm okay. I'm okay. I'll keep going. But what happens? There's, there's triggers. You got triggers in your life. There's things that happen in your life that come up old people from your past come in, um, uh, maybe new opportunities come and you prevent yourself from, from taking those opportunities because of this that happened in 1997, right? So you have all these boxes and what eventually happens, you guys, you keep filing these boxes in this, or these papers in this box 
And what happens to a, I have a box right here. See, box. What happens to the box is it can't shut. It can't shut. It starts overflowing. So when your box starts overflowing, what happens? You can't put the papers in the box anymore. And overwhelm, defeat, regret, guilt, um, unworthiness starts consuming you, right? And I started feeling those things a lot. And I had to come into a place in my life. I had like an epiphany one day where I'm just like, I'm not going to live like this anymore. I don't care what anybody thinks of me. I'm not happy. I need to make change. And the ones I had to let go, I know the saying is let go, let God. But if you don't believe in God, you know, the universe, something, some, some higher power, vibration, energy, when you can let that go, everything you've ever wanted, everything you've ever dreamed of will come into sight. Because what happens is when your box is filling up, um, they call it like a veil over your face and you, you can't see clearly in your life. So when you can remove that veil or you can start actually burning those papers in that box or actually start filing them away the way they should have been in the first place, um, you can start letting go and you're going to start to see things very, very clearly in your life. Um, so letting go for sure has been a huge thing. And I didn't, I started letting go prior to meditation, but meditation really brought it into perspective for me. Um, and I envisioned it much differently and I was able to process things a lot differently. Um, there's going to be bad things that happen in your life. Um, and this is actually a really good thing. I'm just going to say this real quick because somebody might've had something like this happen to them too. I had somebody that's really close to me in my life one day, very negative. And this literally just happened like a year ago, almost two years ago. And they said to me, you know, it's not always unicorns and rainbows. There's so much evil out in the world. Why can't you see it? And I took a second and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> of course there's, there's bad people in the world. Of course there's bad situations you're going to go in just because you have a, a gratefulness practice or a meditation practice. It doesn't mean that you are protected from the world and you are protected from anything bad ever happening to you. You know, real life is real life. Death happens. Tragedies happen every day. You can't control that. But that's the beauty of letting go. And that's the beauty of always having a positive light and vision on things is that when the bad stuff comes, you're so at peace with your, with your self and so mindful of your feelings that it, it affects you, but it affects you differently. And you're able to process it differently. And you don't carry that baggage or those papers in your box. You don't carry that in your decision-making. Um, you're able to respond instead of react. Um, so definitely letting go that forgiveness of forgiving others and forgiving yourself for maybe things that you couldn't control or forgiving yourself for letting somebody take your power for so many years of your life. Um, and once you can start forgiving and letting go, um, there's a true sense of peace and power that you take back in your life. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So letting go. <laughs> I echo that, you know, when you said, I don't, um, the comment about not, you know, unicorns and rainbows and things like that. I mean, as you talked, I want to, I just want to put it out there, folks, you know, just because we live with a gratitude practice, just because we meditate on a daily basis, just because we center ourselves and it doesn't make us immune to hardship, loss, unexpected, 
uh, it doesn't even put us in a means of living in a naive manner. It means that when we receive that, we're centered in a way that we can handle it with composure, empowerment, and in a calm sense. And for me, that's much more healthier way to maintain life than to be just absolutely rattled. So while I think it's safe to say that Joe and I both recognize that life is not rainbows and unicorns at all times. We definitely want to recognize the blessings in life because that's what feeds your soul. If you're holding on to the white light, uh, you're headed in a much better direction, friends, than if you're holding on to uh, the black light or the absence of light. So Joe, I just, I want to thank you again for hanging out with me today. It's just been absolutely awesome. And as always, you've brought so much value and insight to a space for us learning how to quiet our minds. One last question. Where can folks find you if they're like, hey, man, this lady's fire. And I'm just curious on what else she has to offer. Where can they find you? I actually have several places you can find me. But the easiest way is go to the johannawhite.com all one word, all over case. That is like my landing page. It's my hub. You can find, you can access my Facebook there, um, my Instagram there, my free YouTube channel there, where, where I do have, um, beginner meditations, smudging. Um, you can learn about chakras there, how to balance out your chakras and find balance in your life. Um, and makeup, skincare, all the things, because those are all parts of self-care, um, and finding true beauty within yourself. So that's probably the easiest way. Cause you can access all my goodness there is the johannawhite.com. And I will put that in the show notes for everybody. Self-care is not selfish friends. So thanks for hanging out with us today. Anything left for you, Joe? No, I just want to thank you for asking me to be on your podcast. I'm truly honored um, because you're an incredible woman. And I truly believe that everything in our lives is meant to happen exactly how it happens, exactly when it happens. And we were meant to cross paths. And I'm so excited to watch your journey and our future together. Thank you. Oof, listening back on that, that was so good. I have the books that we spoke about in that interview in the show notes for you. I also noted the app that I use and that I have found as a startup guide to the meditation that I do. Um, so those are there for you. Let me know if you have any questions by emailing me at ninasjourney.kmh at gmail.com or head on over to my contact page at ninasjourneylife.com. Be well, my friends. Take one concept from today's episode and implement it. Start with just one minute or five minutes. Work up to 20 minutes. Use a quick one to five minute practice for resets or transitions. And remember, to manage your energy first starts with the ability to quiet your mind. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Nina's Journey, Learning to Love, Live, and Grow. If you liked today's episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss any future episodes. I will leave you with this from Joel Osteen. Your job is not to judge. Your job is not to figure out if someone deserves something. Your job is to lift the fallen, to restore the broken, and to heal the hurting. And that's what we do here on Nina's Journey.